Hello, and welcome to the Online Invocation Pod, a podcast about online invocation and digitalization, created by Zuma. I'm Doug, and this week on the pod, I was joined by a very special guest. It's Linda Gordlove, the CEO of Comactiva, which is a translation agency and language partner based in Gothenburg. She's also the very first guest we've ever had on the pod who isn't a Zuma, so you're listening to a pretty historic episode here. Now, I know from past experience as a marketer at a large international B2B company that translations can often be really difficult to handle. There's lots of companies that try to solve translations in-house, just within their international marketing team. But just because someone's a native speaker of a language doesn't necessarily mean they're a great copywriter. On the other hand, companies that work with translation agencies often run into problems with technical terms and industry jargon and things like that. It can be a bit of a minefield, basically, so in this episode, I wanted to clear things up a bit with Linda. In our conversation, we spoke about the difference between translation, localization, and transcreation, some of the mistakes that multilingual companies often make when they're translating their local sites, and how your company can prepare if you're looking to reach a new audience in a new country. I hope you enjoy it. So hello and welcome to the online vacation pod, Linda Gordlove. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm do- doing very well, thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm happy because you are the first external guest we've had on the online vacation pod. Mm. Up until now it's been my colleagues and my bosses and so on, so it's nice with some an outside perspective as well. Yes, I'm very honoured to be your first guest. Thank you so much for having me. Um, but since you're not from Zoom, maybe you could just uh, introduce yourself and uh, explain what your company does a little bit. Yes, my name is Linda Gardlov. I am currently the CEO at Comactiva Language Partner. We are a translation agency and a language partner to many global companies, uh, all having in common that they have very high expectations on quality. Uh, when it comes to translations and localization. We have been in uh, business for over 25 years uh, and we're working with many well-known brands across many different industries. Uh, We see ourselves as experts when it comes to commercial content, even though we're doing a lot of other translations work as well. But we have uh, our main focus is supporting global marketing and communication departments uh, with their translations and localizations efforts. Um, And to do so, we have, I'd say, hundreds of translators connected to us across the globe. And we're translating to the world's largest languages used for business. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and I have a background. I'm, I used to be uh, actually a customer to Comactiva, uh, working for global companies headquartered in uh, Sweden and in Denmark. So I've been liaising and coordinating uh, content for all local markets in those companies. And I've used Comactiva as my language partner. So I was very much aware of their quality and it was easy, also easy uh, for me to say yes to this job offer when they contacted me because I uh, could really stand up for 
their work. Well, it's good you have that background because um, I thought this would be an interesting topic to take up on the pod about translations and things because um, for a lot of companies who have, from Zuma's perspective, we usually talk a lot about online. So you have a website maybe in 10 or 20 languages for all your different markets. Translation is like a big challenge for them. You know, you have so much content and new content. You know, it's not just a case of throwing it up. It needs to be translated and what if something changes and you know what if the quality of the translation is poor and things like that it's um it's it's quite tricky but in your experience now from this current role what do you think are those those big challenges or maybe some of the big mistakes that companies usually make when handling translations on their their sites for for, for the first thing yes i think it's really good for me now being in the translation industry that i have the experience from the other side because um, being responsible for global marketing and communication, you of course you want to push all that great content that you do produce from a global level onto the local markets. And that is something you do quite swiftly, I would say, because you spend a lot of time producing, creating uh, the master content, and then you kind of want to get it off your table and uh, you send it to the local markets and they sometimes they translate it in-house with the person you know best suited they think for the job they might not have a translator background or even taking into consideration the target group uh, um, the aim with actual content so I think you could lose a lot of benefits there and I've done that myself until I realized I should definitely use a language partner or a translate, translation agency. Uh, one thing I do think a lot of customers are not aware of is that a translation agency works with translation memories and uh, term databases, which means that we store, keep all the translations that we do for companies. And we do that in all the language combinations and that we translate, which means we can pick up sentences or material that we have already translated. And that way we ensure that the brand is harmonized through all your content. Uh, also, you can save actually money because obviously if we have already translated one piece of text, we will not translate it again because that work is already done. Um, so I think... Um, when you're realizing all the benefits it is to have a translation agency as a partner or a language partner, uh, you can save a lot of time because also there's a lot of feedback rounds. If you really want to reach your target groups and you have quality as one of your core values, I think uh, there's a lot to win to have a professional uh, translator and um, language um, agency doing that work and that means that you can focus on i mean your core uh, competence as well so yeah 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 i've uh, i've been in that position as well you know that you you do the translations in-house that yeah. maybe if there's a text that needs to be translated to german mm. gets sent to the german marketing team and the person who's best at german takes it but um that kind of brings us into something else i wanted to find out about which was and you mentioned at the beginning as well translation versus localization yeah and i guess this is kind of related because 
It's not just a matter of what does this sentence mean in German or something. It's it's a, not quite that easy, right? No, well, I think a translation is what it is. It's one-to-one -one translation. You translate a text into another language. Uh, a localization of a text is, of course, you're taking in the cultural aspect and the target group into consideration when you're translating a text. So you will guess the same text, but with some adaptions, which would actually better suit your market and purpose with the marketing material or with your communication. Then we also have the next level, which is transcreation, which is a mix of translation and creation. And this is something that could be used perhaps for advertisements or you're creating, you're being very much more creative, more going into copywriting. Yeah, uh, okay. But you involve your translator much earlier because then you will have the... Uh, local trends coming into mm. the discussion and you could bring them in already in the creative uh, work in the beginning of the process uh, and that, that that's why it's called trans creation at comactiva we have as a policy that we only work with translators that are uh, native in the countries that they're translating into and uh, and they should also live currently live be living in that country meaning that you need i mean there could be polit politic political events it could be things happening that you need to take into consideration while when you're creating your campaign or your um ad for something so it's yeah i mean if you're not in the country you cannot add these this knowledge um into the creative process no that makes sense yeah and i suppose if you had a campaign or an advert that had a joke in it or a play on words or yeah. some kind of old cultural reference. Exactly. That's the kind of thing that would be transcreated, I guess, you know, because you can't just copy exactly. it word for word because it won't make sense. Yeah. No, and I actually have a good example of that because we, wow. we, ha we, one of our customer, a very large uh, Swedish furniture company, uh, had um, an um, ad campaign uh, where they said uh, Santa Claus is from the county of Småland. Um, and um, in Sweden, you would know that everyone from the county of Småland is very tight with their money. So when they wanted to push this ad campaign out on, I don't know, there are hundreds of markets where they are present. Obviously, they could not use the reference county of Småland. I mean, for you, being from the UK, you probably think that maybe the I don't know the Scottish people are fight <laughs> fight with their money, and you that would make sense on your market. But yeah, yeah. Uh, what county to pick in Germany or in Brazil? Mm. I wouldn't know. So this is why it's so important, even when it comes to what image to choose or illustration, because you need to be really aware of what signal that sends to your target audience. Um, so yeah, sure. so that's a good that is a good example. Yeah. Well, I live in Smallland, and <laughs> my parents my parents are Scottish, both of them. So, and I hate spending money. So I I can definitely attest to that. Completely true. So speaking of um, you know challenges and headaches with translation as a 
company, especially as a B2B company. We Zuma mostly works with B2B companies, so we focus on them quite a lot. Um, and a problem I've noticed in, in previous jobs at big B2B companies is all the jargon and all the industry terms that are used in the translations. Often these kinds of companies have a very specific niche market. And yeah, <laughs> not strange products, but you know, products that even if you're a native speaker of another language, you will have no idea of what the name is uh, unless you work in that industry. So that's often a challenge for companies when they when they get these translations back. But what's the best way to deal with those kinds of difficult terms uh, as, as one of these companies if you're working with a translation agency or a language partner? Um, well, I would say, again, actually, to involve your translation agency or language partner early in the process if you're... Um, if you're a new customer to us, for example, you come in and you have a, a content that you want translated or a website, the first thing we would ask would be, do you have a list of specific keywords relevant for your industry? And do you have them on um, all the different languages that you want us to translate to? Uh, and if you have that, we will um, import those lists into our terminology database. And then we will cross-reference that with in the translation process. So all the translators, they will be connected uh, to the terminology database. So it will you know, pop up a flag, uh-oh, uh, instead of using this word, you should use this specific word. And you can also have flags popping up saying, do not use this word for that because that is something our competitor is using and we should definitely not be using that. So you can use that terminology database uh, within for different angles. Uh, so I think that's one thing to keep it all and also keep it up to date. If you're changing a term for reason or a product name or whatever, you need all you need to do is actually update the terminology database and that will ensure that the correct word is used is used onwards so i think it's again it's technique that brings us you know gives us the tools to harmonize and um, always yeah always keep a harmonized communication and use the same terms all over and i think also now in this day and age, when we have the SEO, <laughs> search engine optimization aspect as well, and the term database can also be used for that if you've done your audit for a local market, because obviously SEO is a local initiative and people commonly or usually search in the local language on Google, as you know, and you need, um, you need a term terminology database for each and every market and you could definitely use that to boost your seo work yeah so so with those special terms it, it sounds like it's just a matter of um being a bit prepared and uh yeah and i mean syncing up on the definitions of these words before you uh send off 100 pages to be Translated. Yes, and I think it's well worth the time because then, I mean, it's a one-time job and of, of course you will need to keep it up to date. But I mean, if you do this work once, and usually you do have those lists anyway because you know and you need to put those together as a company dictionary or because that you're using that for new employees or for other 
initiatives going in going on within the organization so i think you probably have that already perhaps you just need to put it all together and uh, it's very important for your own expectations when you receive the you know the translations back that you want to see your terminology and your words that are specific for your industry in that material so i think it's really important to have this talk before you actually kick off the translations mm-hmm. okay in this pod especially at the end of episodes i always try and get some tips and we have had plenty of tips already but it doesn't hurt to get one more um i was thinking in the in the case of maybe a company that was about to expand into a new country maybe not tomorrow but in a couple of months or something what should they be thinking of and what tip would you give them maybe so they can reach that new audience in the best way right off the bat? I would definitely say involve, again, your translation agency early in the process. Perhaps make use of them when it comes to uh, how you should communicate your brand on a new market. I mean, from from a cultural aspect or knowing a bit more about the target group or if you've already done that, research about your target group on a new market share that because it's so important for the translator to understand the context uh, of the communication and what you want out from it know about your target group so i mean share as much of the information and research and strategy strategic work that you've done i think you will definitely gain a lot just by doing that um, and of course, I would say if you've done an SEO audit, perhaps not that's not the first thing you do, but if you do launch a local website and as soon as you've done that, do that audit together with an SEO partner or through your translation agency uh, like us, we provide that as a service. Um, and that result, again, ensure that you use the technique to implement um, those Keywords and key phrases into your terminology database. Um, and I mean, establish a long-term relationship with the translation agency. If you have content created um, in English, for example, all the master content so that you, you know, can make use and save time and money with the translation memories and you're getting help with the feedback rounds and local checks. And so, um, yeah, and keep producing really good content for the local market and ensure that you have that uh, local aspect because I think um, yeah these days I think translation agencies does a lot more than only the one-to-one translations and I think that's I think that's an old view on a language partner so um, ask and see what you can uh, how they can help you to cut corners actually and get um, um, relevant feedback about the re- that market that you want to enter. Great. Well, Linda, thank you very much for yeah. joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, that's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. Huge thank you to Linda for joining today. If you want to find out more about Comactiva and what they do, then you can find them at comactiva.se. The Onlineification pod is available on all major podcast platforms like the one you're using now, for example. Please do us a favour and subscribe if you enjoyed today. And if you want to hear more from Zuma, 
just visit us online at zuma.agency.